Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. We always love talking football on the show. And joining us right now, he's with Sports Radio 610 in Houston, former NFL defensive lineman, played 10 years in a league. Our good buddy Seth Payne back on the show with us here on Ronnie and T. Kras talking some pro football. How are you, Seth? Good to be back with you, buddy. I'm doing well, guys. Awesome. Uh, before we get to the Buccaneers, I want to ask you about the Texans. They made a bold move in round one. They went up and got Deshaun Watson. Ronnie and I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft, with Mitchell Trubisky included in that group. Bill O'Brien apparently loves him. Heard an interview this morning with Mike and Mike. What do you like about him, and do you think he's a franchise QB? Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. It's like with all these quarterbacks now, if they don't come from a relatively pro-style system, you get really nervous about how they're going to make the transition. So there are a lot of things that excite me about Deshaun Watson. Uh, there are also a lot of things that make me nervous about Deshaun Watson. And I went back after they drafted him because I actually I liked, I liked Pat Mahomes' upside more than I liked Deshaun Watson' upside because Pat Mahomes has that arm on him. Um, but I do think that Deshaun Watson – is less of a gamble in terms of, okay, is he going to be able to handle all the things that are required mentally in the NFL? He's just simply done some more complex things in college. But I went back and watched the Alabama game, and I kind of intentionally went through it twice. The first time I went through it and said, okay, I'm going to pick out all his flaws. So I went through and I picked out all his flaws, and I focused on his flaws. And after that, I felt like, man, I don't don't know if this guy's going to make it in the NFL. The second time I went through it, and I said, this time I'm going to go through and I'm going to pick out all the pots and what does he do well. And I finished watching it that time, and I thought, man, there's no way this guy will fail in the NFL. This guy's incredible. He's got all the intangibles. <laughs> uh, he made six throws into tight windows at key moments for first downs. He, he read defenses. He did all those things. So I think, I think there's a really good reason why you saw so many different opinions about Deshaun Watson. It's that there's certainly something there. His football IQ his his leadership ability, all those intangibles, that's all very good. Um, but he has some things he needs to clean up, and it's just a matter of does he clean up his footwork, does he clean up some of those accuracy issues. And, Seth, I think he's in a great spot because Bill O'Brien is a quarterback whisperer of sorts, and in that offense, a solid line. Lamar Miller is a good running back. DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller, a wide receiver. C.J. Fedorowicz is a pretty good pass-catching tight end. He seems to be in a favorable environment. You know, and he has that cleansing connection with DeAndre uh, Hopkins, so that's going to go a long way. DeAndre Hopkins is a, a big fan of his, obviously. DeAndre Hopkins is a fan of just having a, a, a body, a non-corpse at quarterback this year after dealing with the, the Oswald situation. So I think the other side of it, though, is, okay, we're sitting here wondering just how good a quarterback coach is Bill O'Brien. You know, he's, he obviously did good work with, Tom Brady, but a lot of you know that's that's mostly Tom Brady. Since then, he's had to deal with all these other players, and he's done a good job cycling through Brian Hoyer and Ryan Fitzpatrick and all these guys and having some success. But this will be the first time he's really got a first round quality, a first round caliber player with a certain amount of upside. Now we'll really see what he can do with him. 
Well, your division is wide open, just like the NFC South. I think it's going to be very competitive in the AFC South. And you look at the quarterbacks in your division as well. Uh, pretty good quarterbacks. When do you think uh, Deshaun Watson will see considerable playing time for the Texans? Will it be this season or next season? I think, and this is where, you know, it's it's tricky because who knows how much improved the AFC South is actually going to be. I feel like we were saying it was going to be an improved division last year, and the Titans got better. The Jaguars didn't, you know, get better last year. The Colts uh, are dealing with a lot of non-quarterback issues, so if it's the same type of a division, or at least a little better, I think the Texans will be competitive with or without Deshaun Watson, so they can be patient with it. I'm, I'm putting the over-under right now on Tom Savage probably starting the first eight games, and then it's going to be a combination of how comfortable does Bill, Bill O'Brien feel with Deshaun Watson there, and then what's their record at that point. You know, if the, if the Texans are 6-2 and two after eight games, I don't know if there's going to be a real groundswell or a, or a need to rush to Deshaun Watson. I get the sense that this is very much a long-term play with Deshaun. Uh, they've been competitive without any kind of a quarterback back there, so they're going to take their time and be sure that he's absolutely ready. That division is up for grabs, no doubt. Ten-year NFL veteran Seth Payne, who now does sports radio in Houston, joining us here on the Ronnie T. Crash Show. And I'm sure when you went back and looked at that Clemson-Alabama game, you saw a guy number 88 on the Alabama side streaking down the sideline, run after the catchability. Of course, I'm talking about O.J. Howard, the guy who fell to the Bucks all the way at 19. I know the Bucks are extremely thrilled. What kind of player do you think O.J. Howard will be on the NFL level? I think a good one. Well, Oh, no, I think a lot. And especially, it's so rare now to find receiving threats who also, like, A, care about blocking, and B, are capable of blocking. And if you look at Jameis Winston, I... It's hard because I keep finding myself wanting to make comparisons of between Deshaun Watson and Jameis Winston, and it's obviously not an ideal comparison. Jameis Winston's arm talent is just way above Deshaun Watson's. But the sense I get with Deshaun is the same thing. The reports you get about Deshaun are the same thing you heard about Jameis Winston when he was in college. Like on the, you know, obviously he has the scandalous off-field side of it, but on the player side of it, you know, everybody talks about what a hard worker he was. I was always impressed by the fact that the baseball players that he played with were, were talking about he how he was always studying football while he was playing baseball. And you guys have seen that with all this work that he's done with the receivers. I think Jameis is in that position where if you put these guys around him, if you put the speed of Deshaun Jackson, if you put the competitiveness of Mike Evans, if you have O.J. Howard who, who puts defensive coordinators in a bind because you have two tight ends on the field and, and he can help in the run game because he's going to be a good blocker, what personnel do you put on defense? You know, are, are you expecting pass? Are you expecting run? That's going to make it so much easier for Jameis. And I really expect over these next couple of years, I'm, I'm very bullish on Jameis Winston. I think he's going to end up really rounding into being the player that a lot of people thought he could be. Seth, how much better have the Bucks gotten this offseason and after the draft? Do you think they right now are a playoff caliber team? Yeah, we actually talked about this. Last uh, actually yesterday, we were talking about the competitiveness of that division, and I've got them as my favorites to win the division right now. Um, you look at some of the issues going on. I, look, I don't, I don't know how many times I have to look at moves that the Saints have made in the off season and say, "Hey, look, hey, the defense is going to be improved. It's not going to be an issue anymore." I'm, I'm done. I, I wash my hands clean of it. <laughs> I can't, I can't say the Saints are going to be better until the Saints actually get better. And then uh, with the the Falcons, I really. I have a lot of respect for Kyle Shanahan, and I think he does some pretty incredible things to the point where 
I've seen this over and over again. I've seen this in Denver. I've seen this in Houston. I've seen this in Atlanta now where either Shanahan Jr. or Shanahan Sr. has people talking about running backs like Devontae Freeman like, like they're the most talented running backs that ever lived. A lot of it is the team. I like Devontae Freeman a lot, but a lot of it was him working with Kyle Shanahan. So when I look at just on paper the talent the Bucks have, um, I look at the trajectory of Jameis Winston and a lot of these guys, and I, I think it's going to go pretty well for him this year. Seth Payne, one more question out of me. I think Carolina is going to be on the rebound. Christian McCaffrey is their eighth overall pick. Um, what do you think of Christian McCaffrey? How good of a pro do you think he'll be? I like him a lot. Um, I guess with guys like that, you just always wonder just what's it going to look like exactly. Because what he excelled at in college and what he did so well in the running game was he ran, you know, he ran behind this power running offensive line, and he's not that kind of a back in the NFL. Um, so I, I'm I'm curious to see how they use him. Carolina gets really creative with their running game, but the thing about Carolina's offensive line is that they're made they look a lot better than they actually are because Cam Newton is involved in the run game. If they're going to try to have more of a conventional rushing attack when when uh, McCaffrey's out there, I don't know if it's going to work out that well. I do know that he's going to be he's going to be a really good receiver. I think he's he's going to run good routes. He's what do you want to call him a slot or a, a running back slash slot, whatever it is. That versatility is going to put a defense in a bind. It's just a matter of how exactly they get how exactly do they just keep him from becoming a, a heavier Tavon Austin? You know, like he can do all these things, but he becomes predictable because he's not excellent or he's not the best at any of them. That's really the the test for that is. I want to see it. I want to see it in action before I predict that it's going to happen. Last one out of me, Seth. What did you make of the Bears' move on draft night to get Trubisky? Oh boy, I was shocked. I was actually doing a draft broadcast, and it was probably one of my my more shameful moments in broadcast uh, in my personal broadcast history because I spent way too much time like reassuring myself that they actually were trading up for Trubisky. I'm trying to think like. Are they, would they give up that much for Malik Hooker? That can't possibly be, right? And of course they were trading up. You're going to give up that much, you're giving it up for a quarterback. Um, I feel like it's a big stretch based on whichever reports you want to hear about how much other teams actually wanted that number two overall pick. They probably gave up way too much. You know, uh, I, mean, I would say even if Trubisky ends up working out, I don't know if they had to stretch that high. I think the 49ers were, were probably bluffing a little bit there. Uh, but it's, this is what it is with quarterbacks. If Trubisky ends up being a, a perennial all-pro, then it was a brilliant move. If Trubisky doesn't work out, then it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not, I'm not trying to punt on that. I think that's just the landscape of the NFL right now. Quarterbacks are that important. And if you got a good feeling about some guy, then go ahead and roll the dice. You'll lose your job over it if it doesn't work out but if it does work out it's uh it could it could set your franchise up for a decade well the general manager ryan pace is putting his job on the line of trubisky flops you know he's going to get third prize he played in the nfl for 10 years now sports radio 610 in houston the great seth Payne. seth thanks a lot buddy we'll uh talk to you soon hey my pleasure guys anytime you got it Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 